This is the Kitzer of the third Sicha of Parshas B'Shalach in Chelek Chafalef on page 89. The Rabbi here begins with the Pasuk where it says, V'yidei Moshe Kvedim, that by the Muhammad of Amalek, Moshe Rabbeinu was davening for Yidin and raised up his hands and his hands became heavy. And Rashi says in these words, V'shul Shanis Atzel B'mitzvah, Moshe Rabbeinu was lazy here in this mitzvah, he appointed someone else, Yeshua, in his place, so his hands became heavy. Simply Rashi is saying, don't translate the Pasuk as Moshe Rabbeinu's hands were heavy because of his old age, That's, was it just his condition at that time? But no, this was his result specifically of Moshe Rabbeinu's behavior, that there was a laziness, and that's why his hands were heavy. The question though is, how could we say this about Moshe Rabbeinu? We actually find earlier already, already in Parsha Shemais when Moshe Rabbeinu was on the way back to Mitzrayim. And there Rashi brings that Moshe Rabbeinu was Nisrashal Nanash Oynish Misa. Because he didn't fulfill the mitzvah of Brismila right away, there was also a level of laziness, so there was an Oynish of Misa. And then Rashi brings immediately, Tanya Amr Rabbi Yaisi, Chas V'Shalom Rashal. No, he was not lazy and explains exactly what Moshe Rabbeinu's calculation there was. So if Rashi there explains that Chas V'shalom Leinus Rashal, how does Rashi here say that Moshe Rabbeinu was Nisatzel B'mitzvah? Moshe Rabbeinu didn't learn his lesson from what he saw over there. How now is Moshe Rabbeinu being lazy in a mitzvah, even if, if then the first time he was? There are other pshatim over here and what it means when it says, Videi Moshe Chveidim. In Targim Yenison it says, because Moshe Rabbeinu delayed fighting with Amalek, Mochar, as it says in the Pasuk, till tomorrow. Another pshat it says is in the Medrish, Moshe Rabbeinu's hands became heavy because of Avinisein Shal Yisrael. Yidin sinned. Yidin then said, Ayesh Hashem B'Kabbeinu Amayin. Now so the fact that Rashi doesn't bring the Pshat of, of, of Targum Yenison is understood because Moshe Rabbeinu wouldn't just simply delay the war till tomorrow for no reason. So that, that can't be anything that Moshe Rabbeinu was punished for. But the fact that Rashi doesn't bring the Pshat that it says that Moshe Rabbeinu's hands became heavy because of the Avedis of Yidin, why doesn't Rashi bring this? This seems to be a very simple, straightforward pshat. It says it clearly in the Pasik, and Rashi himself already explains. This was the only reason why Amalek was even able to attack Yidin. Why is Rashi finding a new reason here, explaining that Moshe Rabbeinu had a laziness in a mitzvah? We have later in Pashas Pinchas, Yifchid Hashem Yishaleida Shayetzer Lefneim, when Moshe Rabbeinu asks Hashem to appoint a leader that will lead Yidin into Eretz Yisrael. There, Rashi explains what kind of leader Moshe Rabbeinu was thinking about. Himself says, a leader is a person that goes out himself in the battle to fight, and that he goes in the front of everybody and, and fights. So Meshabin himself is explaining that this is what a ish ala eda is. So why over here is Meshabinu bowing out from his responsibility and appointing Yeshua to go and do it in his place? So the answer here lies in the diak of Rashi's words, Shinis Atzel B'mitzvah. Number one, Rashi does not use the expression that he says in Parshas Shmois, Shinis Rashal. Here it says Nis Atzel. They don't mean exactly the same thing. And Rashi says, Shinis Atzel B'mitzvah. The point there is, the word Hisrashlos or Nisrashal means a general carelessness, which leads to delaying something and not being involved properly in something that has to get done. On the other hand, the, word, the term atzlos could also mean when there's a specific laziness that relates to a specific action, specific case. And in our case, Rashi says, Nisatzel b'mitzvah, that Moshe Rabbeinu acted in a way of laziness in relation to this mitzvah, but not that there was really any level of laziness here, but there was really a big calculation 
that was involved in this. What was Moshe Rabbeinu's calculation? Very simple. Moshe Rabbeinu said that over here, this Muhammad is a Muhammad that has to be fought by natural means. Because as the Pasuk says, that over here, what happened after the Yidin said, that Yesh Hashem B'Kabbeinu, Amayin, Rashi, they brings, that the Yidin didn't appreciate what, what the Ebesha is giving them and doing for them. And therefore, the Ebesha says, Hashlicha Me'olav, he threw Yidin off of him. And here, Yidin were exposed to the laws of nature, and there was a Hester upon him. And therefore, Yidin are going to have to fight a war with a Muhammad Tivis, with a natural war. So therefore, this kind of war that Yidin fought here, was very different than the Muhammad by Sichem Va'oyeg when Yidin fought, where over there the Pasuk clearly says, Al-Tira Ha'isa That Ebesha tells Moshe Rabbeinu, there's a miracle here, don't worry, I've already granted him into your hands. So therefore, over here in this battle, Moshe Rabbeinu said to himself, the age to go out and fight is, as the Pasuk later says, from age 20 to age 60. But Moshe Rabbeinu at this point was 80 years old, so therefore it's not his place to go out and fight. On the other hand, over there by the Muhammad of Sichem, which is a Muhammad al-Pidnes, even though Moshe Rabbeinu was already close to the age of 120, nevertheless, Moshe Rabbeinu goes out and fights because it's all pines. Furthermore, over here, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't just stay out of the war because he had no position in this war to do anything, but rather Moshe Rabbeinu participated in his own way. Because in order to be victorious in any battle, even if it's apiteva, you have to have the actual fighting of the soldiers in the battle. But besides that, they needed the siyat of the shmaya, the Ebesha should come and give the kayach that you should be victorious. And that's the position of Moshe Rabbeinu, the Siyata Dishmaya, comes through the greatest and most worthy individual, Moshe Rabbeinu, to come and daven for Yidin. So therefore, in the Lashon of the Pasik, Moshe tells Yeshua, Bechar Lonoa Noshim, for us, in other words, Moshe and Yeshua are together going to fight this battle, but each in their own position. V'tzei hi lochem b'amolek mochar, Yeshua is going to be the one fighting. And at the same time, Moshe Rabbeinu is going to be at the mountain and davening Tashem. That's, that's his part in this battle. And here Moshe Rabbeinu was actually fasting, as Rashi brings this. And Moshe Rabbeinu also stood specifically on the top of the mountain, so that he should be visible to all Yidin around that were fighting the battle with Amalek to encourage Yidin. So Moshe Rabbeinu was very involved in this battle here. He didn't just bow out and send Yeshua and went back into his tent. He was davening for Yidin and he was there encouraging Yidin. Everybody in their position. That's why over here, there is no uh, literal concept of any carelessness or laziness on behalf of Moshe Rabbeinu. However, still, Hashem had a tiny here that Moshe Rabbeinu over here in this war, Moshe Rabbeinu should have gone out to fight in battle. And the reason is because when there's a tzivi of Hashem to go out and fight, you can't make any kinds of calculations. You have to go out and fight right away. As soon as you get the mitzvah, just go out immediately and fight. Ah, a very important part of the battle is also to have davening, to bring the siyata the shmaya. So there in the battlefield, you'll, you'll daven at Tfilah Ketzara. We see before, by Kriyas Yamsav, Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, Lo It's not a time for davening. So therefore, over here, even though Moshe Rabbeinu had good reasons why he didn't go out to battle, and they were not, nothing was for his own sake. He, was, he wanted to do the right thing in the position that he was in to help Yidin in the battle. And he appointed someone, Shluch HaShlodim and so on. But nevertheless, the mitzvah, when it comes to a mitzvah, there has to be a ready, readiness to do it with his without thinking about anything. That was the, therefore, Nesiyakru Yod of Midah Keneged Midah, he couldn't hold his hand up to do his part that he wanted to do, which was really not uh, meant to be done this way. But there's another important point here that we have to add, that the truth is, in this case, there was no clear mitzvah from Hashem to go and fight Amalek. 
but we don't find in the Pasuk a clear tzivoy of Hashem to go and fight a Malik. If there was a clear and open tzivoy to fight a Malik, Rabbeinu would have not uh, questioned or thought and made any calculations for a second. He would have immediately gone out and fought. But over here though, Moshe Rabbeinu understood on his own that Yidin are being attacked and you need to protect and defend Yidin, including those that are lagging behind outside the, of the cloud. So therefore, because it wasn't a tzivim mufurish, Moshe Rabbeinu thought that over here, the right thing is to make the calculation of how to fight this war. But nevertheless, Rashi says, Nesatzel b'mitzvah, that this is a mitzvah to come and protect Yidin, and therefore, he shouldn't have made any calculations and should have gone out to fight. So here there's a very important an eternal lesson that we have to learn from this fight of Amalek, which Bechlal, the whole of Zechiras Amalek, is an eternal thing. It's a mitzvah every generation to remember Amalek every single day, according to some opinions. So the lesson that we take out of this, the Torah is telling us the story about Moshe Rabbeinu, even though it seems to be the Torah saying something negative about Moshe Rabbeinu, and the Torah doesn't just speak negatively, even Begnus for no reason. But over here we have a very powerful lesson that we can learn from this for every generation. You have in every generation the fight of Amalek, Beruchnius, that comes and attacks Yidin. Who does Amalek attack? Those Yidin that are lagging behind, those Yidin that are not involved in the, inside the cloud and Teira and Mitzvahs and with the proper Amunah and so on. The majority of Klal Yisrael is surrounded by a cloud, from Teira and Mitzvahs, connected to Hashem on one level or another. But there are those that are on the outside and can be attacked by Amalek with the coldness of Amalek, Ashokarcha, with the Sveikis of Amalek to take them away, to not realize the greatness of Hashem, and so on. So a person may come and argue and say, why should I, which is found inside the cloud, in the holiest place, learning, davening, and so on, why should I leave my place to go for those Yidin that are in such a low place so far outside the tent, or outside the cloud, that is. We're not even talking just about dealing with people that are chaytavitzecha, or shayyidmeinmecha, to go down from my level to deal with people that are in Islam lower than me. But to go to deal with people that have no connection to them at all, to go into a place where there's no surrounding of Yerushalayim, no Yidin over there that are learning Taira and Mitzvahs, I should go, personally, if he says to himself, I'm going to be Mafsik, Taira, Mitzvahs, Tehrasim, Nasa, I'm on such a high level learning my Taira to go and deal with these Yidin, to save them from an attack, from an Amalek, to, to stop them from doing an Aveda and so on. It's not my place, it's not, not, not for me. So here we have the clear lesson from the first battle that Yidin fought after they came out of Mitzrayim. That when Yidin were in a place of danger, those Yidin outside the cloud, and those Yidin, it was their fault. They sinned. But nevertheless, every single Yid, those that are inside, the Yirechet, who was who chosen to go and fight? The Yirechet, as Rashi says, they are the ones that have to go out. Yeshua, Yeshua, which is Loyamish Nasa, he has to go out and fight. Furthermore, Meshur Abbeinu, he participated in the battle as well. As explained before, he sent the Shliach, and he didn't just send the shliach. He was involved. He davened. He fasted. He put himself in a position to encourage all the yidden. But still Hashem demands that he should physically himself go out. So from here we have an unbelievable lesson for the greatest godl that may be. And he'll say to himself that he's going to just say a capital till him. Daven, learn in the schus for other yidden. But let others go out and do the work to actually engage with yidden that are on the outside. For this we say that no, the Hebrew says it's not enough to daven, even though that's very great and it's very necessary. But he himself has to go out, not just send shluchim, but go out himself and engage and do what has to be done to bring other Yidin into Hashem. 
And through this Aveda, with this kind of attitude, without any chishbainis, Moche Timcha Zecher HaMalek will be Zecher, that the Ebeshter will do his part, Moche Emcha Zecher HaMalek, without any calculations, the Ebeshter will be medallic on the cats, and bring the Gula Sideh, in the time when it will be Hashem Shalom, Akisa Shalom, Bekar of Mamish Pagola Didan.